Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from February the 13th of 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Harper. As usual, we just cut a very fun patron episode about the, uh, G- the Dean Ambrose and John Moxley situation in his um, interviews on Wade Keller's show and on um, Chris Jericho, Talk is Jericho. And uh, it was a fun discussion, so we kind of got Harper's point of view and Doc's point of view and mine, and um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. With that said, let me welcome in uh, Mr. Doc himself. How you doing, Doc? Happy birthday to us. It's a week ago at this point. Oh. But it is actually today, since we recorded a week I'm confused. When do I celebrate? (laughs) Well, if it's your birthday month. When do I get to get blackout drunk? Well, it is your birthday month, so how about you just keep just celebrate right now and keep it moving? I like the sound of that. Um, yeah, buddy. Yeah, so uh, I man, I saw something crazy on ROH recently. Why? Well, it's back on local TV down here. So I saw uh, Kenny King beat uh, Jay Lethal with Jay Lethal's move. Man, it was, it was good to. Well, I I'm just trying to. Here's the thing, and we talked about it in the pre-show. I'm just starting to realize after watching the product with the boy that it's time to start exposing him to the different strains of the product. And so I watched some ROH the other night for the first time. It was good so, to be back. No I missed it. Shit. That's a great idea to do that with him. So like he's been drinking like Bud Light, so now it's time to say, look, dude. <laughs> you here's can a, move here's on. a here's an IPA. Try that. Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't gotta drink this fucking frat boy fucking keg party crap anymore it's time to grow up here's some here's some unicorn horn spiked (laughs) wicked ale ipa from the so doc when you gave him some um not gave him some beer obviously i I gotta make that clear doc did not give his kid beer uh when you watched little roh drink it no when you watched roh what did he think or or because it was kind of late it comes on late here yeah but i have this thing called a dvr I know. I didn't. I wasn't sure if you if he only watched a few minutes of it, like when it started. Yeah, he only watched a few or... minutes because he's largely disinterested because he's brand loyal to the WWE. So wow. that's the that's the well. When you he don't has know all the little toys and all that, he has a John Cena doll or a little action figure yeah. and a and a ring and a couple of New Day folks and that's nice and Elias. 
Elias and um in it came a Bob Orton Jr. So he has Bob Orton Jr., which he knows is obviously Randy Orton's dad. We well, all got a five below around y'all. Y'all have a, those? A, a what? A five below. Yeah, not a lot, but yes, Harper. Yeah, they I got don't know the, what's... They got the wrestling figures there for five bucks. Oh, that's good to know. I go to we go to yeah. Target usually. That's usually where my wife is, can be found. That's um, where she hemorrhages the money. Yes, <laughs> right. So, um, anyway, uh, enough about that. Harper, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. I've been playing Asteroids. Yeah, buddy. And Centipede and Tempest and Crystal Castles. So, how are you accessing great. all these fine vintage games? On a fucking unlike random arcade games from Walmart. Mm. It's fucking crazy. It's how much did that? There. How much did that cost? It was uh, paid. Was it one fifty? I got it off a of let go. And, and fuck, I want to get another one. Does it have Galaga on it? No. Galaga's this is. Best. Yeah, no. The fuck, man. I shouldn't have got it because now I fucking want to get the other ones. Yeah. Here's the other. Here's another hot take on old video games. Centipede was overrated. It was all right, you know. I mean, let's be real. The old Atari games were very much overrated. Yeah. Not it's, then. Man, you had right, channels. Right, you were waiting then. for your one you're waiting for your forty seven minutes a week of of uh territory wrestling. That mm-hmm. game adventure was like Legend of Zelda when you were seven because yes. it was all you had. It was to kill those dragons that looked like ducks. Yes. And get the arrow sword. Man, that was the bomb. Dude, we you used to sit me? there all night. On Fridays and Saturday nights, I would sleep over at my friend Mark's house, and so we would just play Dig Dug and Jungle Hunt and Asteroids Jesus. all fucking night. I still got my Atari 2600 and the games. It's the wood one with the wood grain? Yeah, buddy. There you go. I still got that. I still got my Nintendo, my regular Nintendo. And my PS2 and an Xbox and a PS4. And I'm not even a big gamer. I got all that shit long after it came out. Because when you're poor, you get you got to kind of wait a while. Yeah. That's what started me, Michael, my, my not being a late adopter of technology. I'll be into Twitter in a couple of years. Oh, good luck with that, Doc. Uh, Hopper, let's talk about it now. June 22nd, right. Wildcat Sports. June 22nd, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll just need the edge of it. I think, personally, it'll be worth it to go just to see Tracy Smothers curse and act a complete ass at the Shamrock in New Orleans. Uh, (laughs) Tracy Smothers is an utter fool when it comes to (laughs) the the X-rated shows when he literally doesn't have... I had a question for you, pal. Everybody's, everybody wants to see Tracy. But the bigger question is, what's the menace going to do with the franchise? I ain't worried about no Shane Douglas, man. All right, well. Right, you should go get your... get. You should go on fucking eBay, get an old fucking Michael Vick jersey, and then... Yeah. And some, put, on, put, on 80, put on 85 pounds. Yeah, put on 85 pounds and, and get in there and get a chair shot and be like... I'm in this mic, and you're like, just just crickets. 
<laughs> Not if Harper comes out with him and manages him. That'll be to a standing ovation. <laughs> ah, that's nice, Harper. Man, that's tough, man. I thought we were all pals here. Harper, Harper just said, Harper just said, you and Steve Austin go back to your generation. It's me and Dean Ambrose's time. That's right. If you want to hear more about that, yeah, their time is up. Your time is now. If you want to hear more discussion about that, you should become a patron. How did they do that? Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Literally, uh, there were a ton of patron episodes dropped in the month of May, and we're off to a running start again in June. We'll just leave it at that. But seriously, June 22nd, Wildcat Sports, Wildcat X Rated. Um, you got to be 21 to get in, so I just want to point that out. You got to be 21. It's uh, only for adults. And that's why yeah. it's called X-Rated. It is basically in a big, huge bar, so that's why you got to be 21, and there's that. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, language will be strong on that one. Shane Douglas, Tracy Smothers, Cole Cabana. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun, so I'm looking forward to going. Hard body um, Harper. That's right. Come on, Mike. If you, I'm going to be if bad you haven't got watch. If, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go to WildcatSports.com or go to the Wildcat Facebook page and uh, Wildcat Sports and Entertainment Facebook page. And you can get them, and it'll be a great night. I know a bunch of people are coming um, that listen to the show, so uh, if you bought your tickets already, great. If you haven't gotten them yet, I suggest you do so rather quickly uh, because they are going pretty damn fast. So, do yep, there we go. Well, do I still have time? If I can wiggle away, you know, I could hop in the car with you. and uh... See? What do you think, Why don't you bring Mrs. Doc, too? Huh? Won't you bring LaFonda? Jesus, why would I want to do that? I know, right? Well, I mean, you're going to New Orleans. You're going to New Orleans. You say your wife loves New Orleans. You love New Orleans. Uh, I think Sasha's coming with me, so... um, What did you do to deserve that? I don't know, man. I just got hit with it this week, so there's that. Mm. Uh, That's nice. So, I figure you and I sit in the front seat. We throw them two broads in the back, let them yap. You and I put on our... You know, headphones, and we don't have to listen to them while they're back there. I guarantee you, bro, those broads could talk for eight hours straight without coming up for air. Well, she's going to love Tracy, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I love her. All I thought when you said that was out of nowhere, Mike would play a drop of that fiddle start. (laughs) 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 Music. Be proud you, Rebel, because the South's going to do it again. <laughs> okay, so here's a question. Has Sasha ever heard Charlie Daniels music in her life? I don't know, man. Come on now. I'm not asking you. I'm asking <laughs> Harper. <laughs> no. No is the answer. Man, I would love to see. That's what y'all need to do. Is play, You need to play that for her and see what her first just visceral reaction is. No thanks. Um, and let me tell y'all something. See how Doc likes to keep this discussion in the beginning of the show going? He's going to be the main one ready to wrap this puppy up in well, about an hey, hour. Hey, hey, he can... hey. We didn't get to four years of all being best friends here without with turning on each other. So, fine, dude. Let's go to the big show. Uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, so, shout out to the, our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, and Hall of Fame patron, and Hall of Fame patron K underscore row 86, Kyle Riley, and Mike Childry. Thank you for your patronage. Also, a bunch of people moved over to Patreon or bumped up their tier this week again. So thank you for everyone who moved over to Patreon and to the new patrons as well. Uh, Tim Westcott, new patron. Todd, I'm not sure if I'm saying your name right. Uh, 
Kuhn, but I could be wrong. K-E-U-N-E. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Seriously, Todd, thank you, though, man. I appreciate you becoming a Patreon member. Uh, someone signed up on Podbean, uh, H-A-J-H-V-C. So appreciate it, but you'll get a lot more stuff if you move over to Patreon because uh, you get the video reviews there. Scott Lewis, new Patreon member. Lee Russell, longtime Patreon member, bumped up his tier. And Rick Beebe, thanks for signing up and welcome you to the, I should welcome you to the BTT Hall of Fame wing of the show. And thank you for your support. Robbie Dyson, longtime patron, existing Patreon member, bumped up his pledge and is now a Hall of Fame Patreon member as well. So thank you, Robbie. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the interaction on the Facebook page as well, fellas. Um, Facebook you know, page. It's, it, well, it's true, guys. Let's let's talk about this. What other podcast do you listen to that not only is so regular, but you don't even have to reach for that fast forward button because you are the commercials here. So there you go. Your patronage is why we don't have commercials. That's it. The only reason we've turned down some big names, but you're the reason. Yeah, we turned down Coca Cola, Mars bars, well, Mars Coca Cola. Coca-Cola told us no because of the gangsters. Right. <laughs> do y'all know do y'all know why I said that? Yes, that's what Horner told. Cause that's what Horner claims happened in Smoky Mountain. That's why Smoky Mountain couldn't get um their sponsorship with Coke because the gangsters were turning it up and yeah, so there's that. Okay. Um, Doc, you got anything before we jump into the show? Let's roll, pal. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I said earlier I wasn't going to drink tonight, but I only got some beers. So, well, I went of to go between the pre-show. You're, I'm ready to go. You're an alcoholic, of course you did. That's not classy. He's a functioning alcoholic. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So we jump into things uh, this particular week. Again, it is February thirteenth, nineteen eighty-eight. I do want to remind you. I mentioned the patrons a second ago, but to become one. You go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Uh, we are over 200 episodes now just on the Patreon feed. So lots of stuff, lots of content. think you'll enjoy it. Really, really good. Uh, some with myself and Hopper, some with me and Doc, some with me and Lance, some with all three of us. Lots of stuff there. So thank you for joining if you uh, have done so. And if you're thinking about it, uh, thank you for considering. So this show starts out. And I'll share my screen one second, fellas. This show starts out with uh, kind of a, a replay of what we've seen recently of JJ getting beat down by Sting from a couple of weeks ago when Sting challenged Flair. They then cut into the studio. Tony tells us Shane Douglas will be here today. And Douglas uh, was Rookie of the Year in 1986. So point that out. And oh, my God, if you're going to watch on the video version that I post, wait till you see Douglas looking like he is 12 years old. Uh, but that's that. All right. Uh, do you have anything from the opening, uh, Doc? Uh, no, sir. Nothing? Okay. No. Um, Hopper, anything from you? Or are you ready to go to Corny? Let's go. All right. Let's go to Cornette. He's going to keep team runs in very early on, and let's see what he's got to say. For me, let's go to the ring, fans. Whoa, wait a second. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk well, to you. Well, we almost made it. Frack, I almost got out of it. We almost made it. Let me tell you something, David. Being an alleged TV commentator like you are, or supposed to be, you should be impartial. You should realize these men are the greatest tag team in wrestling. You should realize that when they get a victory, they deserve to have it acknowledged. Well, there's a match being shown all over national television, 
that just happened recently between Beautiful Bobby and Dusty Rhodes. And the fact of the matter is, is that Beautiful Bobby beat Dusty Rhodes right there in the middle of that ring, and he should be the U.S. champion. But no, the referee was paid off, so he started the match over, and he gave Dusty Rhodes a cheap little win. Well, let me tell you this right now, brother. <laughs> the Midnight Express, in addition to being United States Tag Team Champions, are coming after that U.S. title, and they're going to get it one way or another, regardless of who tries to cheat us out of it. And you talk about tag teams, talk about the Garvins, but why bother? We beat them like red-headed stepchildren for the past year and a half. They got a good chance of having Medicare and Social Security by the time they got the U.S. belts around their waist. I could talk about the Lightning Express, but those punks are just a couple of guys trying to steal a name that we have founded, that we perfected, that we made famous just like so many others have tried and failed. I could talk about this new dream team, Barry Windham and Lex Luger, a couple of real nice looking guys. Well, let me tell you something, Windham and Luger. I bet you're heck on the dance floor. You got great hair. You look real good. Get in the ring with the Midnight Express and brother, we'll beat that hair off of you and we'll show the total package just exactly how to get wrapped up. And I want to say one more thing before I go. You know, the Midnight Express were down there at the Cheetah 3 in Atlanta last night, and the parking lot of that place looked like the aftermath of an earthquake evacuation with all the females crawling all over themselves trying to get to the gangster of love and the Sultan of Swing. But the fact of the matter is it's lonely at the top, brother, because we're United States Tag Team Champions. We have been for almost a year now. There's no tag team of professional wrestling, nobody on the horizon capable of taking these belts off. The superpowers, you want to talk about the superpowers? I got a milk carton back there. There are pictures on it, brother. They're missing. They can't be found. They're nowhere around. We beat them up a half a dozen times, and now they don't want to step foot in the ring with the Midnight Express. And by the way, Dick Murdoch, he's not here today. I know y'all will breathe a sigh of relief. There was a little altercation last week at the Crystal Pistol Saloon in Amarillo, Texas. But don't worry. My mother's attorneys are working on it, and Captain Dick will be out. We'll be back by next week. I promise you that. They have assured me they're going to spare no expense. So in short, like I said, a bunch of Maytag repairmen is what we are because it's lonely at the top. Nobody capable of taking these belts. Nobody capable of besting the best bounty hunter professional wrestling captain, Redneck Dick Murdoch. And you got a guy in the ring right now that I'm anxious to see wrestle one half of the world tag team champions and my man James J. Dillon. And I'm going to go sit down and watch one of the only other people in this profession that has the class that we do. See you later. Hey, David, won't you act like the sheep herders and uh, get the flock out of here. Doc, your thoughts on Corny right there? I don't have a clue what Corny was talking about. I was too busy watching Stan Lane just score repeatedly without plays being run for him. How great was he right there? Seriously. You got to you got to you got to explain what he's doing for the people who Okay, know. there's a couple of things he's doing. First of all, he's sitting there reading the run sheet like he's approving how this thing's gonna get he's like read it like oh okay sure i like this he's just sitting there reading it then he's staring out in the crowd throwing the two fingers up to a couple people we don't know if he's saluting some brides or or planning a hookup for later then his little shoulder strap comes undone on his midnight express not really a robe it's kind of a shirt robe a, a show he, he, un he undid it doc it didn't come oh, okay. undone. he, he, undone he unbuckled it well, that's what, okay, so that's what made me think that he was signaling the ladies is, is like, okay, so what he did do fingers is like, you want to see what, what, what you're dealing with here. So he undoes like a, it would be like a girl taking a strap down off of her bra or shirt, 
just he's ridiculous the whole time and so corny's out there going a mile a minute but i was fixated on stan's nonsense he, I, my exact note was he he he's showing off his his nipple to to some broad in the crowd Girl, well, girls don't like nipples no well i'm just saying how would you have from it i got the i think it was like the 220 mark where he's like scanning the crowd for fucking women oh yeah. Yeah, well, he's like looking like, yeah, you know, I hit that one. I hit yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, there he goes. He's got his periscope up. <laughs> oh, and Jesus. I was thinking when they meant just a fucking milk carton, and I'm thinking someone who's like 30 years old or, or fucking younger has no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Nobody that's that young is watching it still. Yeah, but yeah. I'm thinking, how long ago was that when they used to put the fucking missing children on the back of milk cartons? Yeah, I mean, wow. I, thought, I, I figured know. we just solved that problem, and there was no more missing children or milk cartons. That's nice. I you mean, always have to be an asshole. Well, I just figured once we stopped having real milk cartons, it was all plastic. People stopped abducting children. Is that is, did I get that wrong? <laughs> You got that wrong, Mr. PhD. There's no platform for the to broadcast that. I you know Man, I I'd always get I'd always get mad when I get my, my mom would get milk and there was some kid missing on the side. I was like I liked it better when there was like a picture of Doug Cosby from the Cowboys or Tony Dorsett or something. You're like, an asshole. Stat. You know what? Wow. I didn't wow. understand how I I was a kid. I didn't understand how serious of a problem that was. Okay. Fair enough. I used to wonder if any of them got fucking found from that. Now that get <laughs> used to one. Well, uh, probably eventually, but who says they were alive? That's nice. But no, for real, I did used to wonder that, like, if they how, were how, So how effective is this advertising, right. is what you're saying? Well, no. That's, I, that's fair. I wouldn't call it advertising. Uh, I would. Okay. A tactic. A tactic. Okay. Something I forgot to play at the end of that. Uh, JR hits another funny line about Cornette at the end of that promo. Here it is. Let's get out of the ring. I thought we were going to stand there all day with him. What a piece of work. We talk right. about the hands of stone, the man with the belly of jelly, Jim Cornette. <laughs> and his peach jacket. Okay, Arn Anderson. Okay, so I just don't recall. Again, I said this, I think, last week, week before. I really don't recall... JR being as funny as he was, uh, making fun of Cornette, and that's real funny. You know, he he hits him with the that's real classy. So I just wanted to to play that real quick. So uh, anyway, all right, we uh, we keep going. Um, did you have anything from Arn Anderson as he defeated John Savage? Either one of you, Hopper? Uh, uh-uh, not really. Talk you about Arn? Yeah, it, it, defeated John about the Savage. Match. It was a good match because John Savage is. A little bit more than just your average enhancement talent. Yeah, it was good. He um they went for a little while, so I mean, they did, and he good. he fought back a little bit. I like that. That was a good little yeah. tussle. They went for a good four minutes. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, like when you used to have Magnum out there dropping people in twenty four seconds, th- four minutes is a sixty minute match. seconds, sixteen seconds. Yep, exactly. Okay, let's go to JJ and Arn Anderson right here. Uh, Arn's cutting a promo with JJ after his match. Ladies and gentlemen, they say the horsemen rule wrestling. And in that ring, you can see exactly why. I guess you would have to describe it almost, David, as poetry in motion. 
because that's what I perceived. And of course, the only thing missing today is the co-holder of the World Tag Team titles. I'm talking about Mr. Tully Blanchard. He's been away on a little uh, respite, if you would, on Maui out in the islands, soaking up a little sun because frankly, the horsemen and myself in particular, Double A, have had a real problem trying to find worthy contenders for the two of you to defend the World Tag Team titles. JJ, that's exactly correct. If you check the records, in the month of January, in the month of February, so far, we've probably had three title matches. Simply because these belong to us. I don't know if it's you people out there don't have what it takes to come after something this prestigious, knowing full well these men are meal tickets, exactly what you're getting into. I don't know the theory behind it, but the one thing I do know, there's three individuals that are trying to manifest themselves to a level equaling the horsemen. That's you, Steve, that's you, Luger, that's you, Barry Windham. Now, you're all great-looking guys. You're all great athletes. But the bottom line is, you're coming after the, the unit, the most elite wrestling machine ever formulated. I'm talking about the cream of the crop, the franchise, the Four Horsemen, with James J. Dillon being the brains behind it all. Now you want to manifest yourself as movie stars, glamour boys, fan favorites, and last of all, saviors for everybody across this land that wants to fight what we consider our lifestyle called capitalism. That means you can have anything on God's earth and feel good enough to go out and achieve it. A wise man once told me, he said, any man, any professional man that has anything in his life doesn't do it in 40 hours. It takes 60, 80, 100 hours a week to be what you want to be. That's being the best. Well, Wyndham, just because you and Luger and Sting say that you're ready to tackle the horseman, keep in mind, your three distinct egos, all very big. What we are are three individuals, just like I manifested myself to be a great singles wrestler, as Flair and Tully are. That's the reason when we combine, we combine to be a great team. The bottom line where we're concerned is sacrifice each other, sacrifice our ego, and sacrifice, last but not least, you to meet our eventual ends. That's the reason we have always been and always will be the franchise, the Horsemen. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up next, Eddie Gilbert. All right, Doc, what are your thoughts on Arn and JJ right there? I thought Arn started off slow and then picked up steam. He also was spewing some of that bullshit that the Booker man at the everybody's job is trying <laughs> to pitch at him. This whole, you can't get it done in 40. We need more, more, more. Man, get the fuck out of here. That, that, that shit. You're paying me for 40. You're lucky that you get that. That's nice. He was he was spewing off the capitalism manifesto. Boy, no kidding. But you know <laughs> what? You ever you ever you ever know those people that be like, man, I work eighty hours a week. Bro, do the run the numbers on that shit. Yeah. That's almost twelve hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. You some don't people, some people do. I know a couple that do. And you know what? Right. <laughs> I get just as much done in forty. And I come Good home and you. I have a podcast and I have a life and Good I drink you. beer. Yeah. So you're knocking the working man is what you're doing right now. Mm -mm. I'm I'm knocking the sap 
that thinks they're getting ahead by putting in free hours down at the job. Shut the hell up. Yeah, fuck that. (laughs) See? People do that? No, he's his baby face turn is over is what's happening. He's, he's No, no, no. I think our listeners are smart to this gimmick too. I mean, you think Mullet Morton is down at the warehouse just sweeping up for free? Yeah, I mean yeah. shit. If, if if we're talking time and a half, no, that's a different story. I mean, that's still okay. getting paid for your labor. So some people are salaried, and I agree. If you're salaried, uh. That's what I'm talking about. I just assumed that all see? of our distinguished listeners see? were on a salary here. See that? that see, no, you didn't think. You you thought wrong. Some people I remember one of our listeners a couple of years ago getting mad at me for making fun of your associate's degree and saying he made more money than me. I just assumed that's a salary <laughs> job, and that they're all that, that guy was like from New Jersey or something. But we won't hold that against him. I'm just saying, if you're up there where your job, 50 hours, 55 hours a week, and you got a salary job, you better be seeing an immediate return up the ladder to make that extra cash, or you're just in the hamster wheel running. Am I wrong? Mike, are we going to get in the car later and go up and seize the means of production? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Okay, Karl Marx. Um you're in. I, no, this is good because the thing he pointed out that I thought was a very subtle line, and I do think you know he was a little bit winded. That match went long that we just talked about, and JJ bought him some time at the beginning. We hear Tully's out today, but the one thing, the line that he thought he, that he cut that I thought was really good was when he talked about Wyndham and Luger and, and Sting, and said he he said y'all got three egos, you know. That that's that's going to be important later on, right? It, it will be. It, it will be important. And that's, that's a, a real point. tucked in line there, but it's pointing out that hey, you know, y'all got the egos, but we sacrifice our egos for what it is we want. Can you do that? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You got a good. That's a good point. That's a good point. Harper, what'd you have for Marn? Is this when Tully uh, starts to kind of disappear? No. Okay. No. Mm-hmm. All right. But man, we are in the calendar year of them going to the WWF, and if that doesn't sh- depress the hell out of you, I don't know. Yeah, what no, that's what I'm thinking. Like, fuck, where is he? I yeah. was, I was looking at that earlier last week, just like, man, why? Yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff. You know, because here's the, here's the thing. You know, the whole famous story when Shawn Michaels threatened to go to WCW, or, or maybe it was Brett. Or one of them, I don't know. And Vince told them they don't know what to do with you down there. Brett, this is Brett. Yeah, they won't know what to do with you down there, man. If there's ever a guy that the WWF wouldn't know what to do with, it is Arn Anderson. I don't know. I mean, him and Tully were successful there as a tag. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't think they. I mean, you act like they went there and got buried. Hello. I mean, they were champs, Doc. What? What? What do we? Uh, what's your point? I'm. I'm really trying to figure out what your point is. He should have stayed home with the, with okay. his people in the South. He should have stayed home with this promotion that was financial troubles, selling yeah. Turner. You know, then not not even get into what happens in eighty nine, ninety. I mean, I wonder how much more he made. Hey, I'm sure he's talked about that on some type of shooting somewhere. I don't know. I feel like he has. I don't know. I don't really know. If anybody knows, uh, let us know. 
There you go. Uh, who knows? But, you know, the one that really got the, the I don't want to say raw end of the deal, but it was it was when they left and then they came back. Tully was the one who <laughs> he basically lost his money because of his yep. issues. Because he ended up not coming back to WCW. We'll get to that in a few years, but yeah. All right. Uh, did you have anything else from Arn right there, Harper? Nah. All right. Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert, if you're watching on Patreon, defeated David Isley right there with the hot shot. And then we go straight from that to Magnum, who's interviewing Dusty. Here it is. Tremendous win by this big man right here, the American Dream, Dusty Rose. But right now, one of his partners is down. Talking about one of the six-man world tag team champions, Rubber Animal is hurt. Well, Magnum, I'm not out here right now to talk about my credentials or talk about Bobby Eaton or the Midnight Express or anybody else. What I want to talk about is Paul Jones and the thugs he's got running around with $50,000. My man, one of my main men, the street brother. Animals down now, hospitalized. Bitch press contest, that's a bunch of bull. Animal Hawk are the strongest two men in their heart, outside of their heart, in this country. And it's not gonna go by the wayside because you seem to forget, Paul Jones, that Dusty Rhodes is a third of the world's six-man tag team champions. Now then, I take it upon personally, personally Dusty Rhodes, take it upon himself, now then, to join the fight. Barbarian, warlord, Ivan Koloff, now then you got to deal with the hawker, Paul Ellering, Dusty Rhodes, and yes, Animal, and you ain't gonna like what you got to deal with, and it ain't gonna be pretty. And anybody else that wants to step in the squad sucker, if you will, with the American Dream Dusty Rhodes for the U.S. title, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco, smut, dirt-ridden baby doll, if you will, then Dusty Rhodes, the man right here, brother, the tower of power, the American dream, there is no other. There is no other, daddy is alive and well and from here on out we start taking care of business in 1988 and when i get through with this thing here Meg, i'm gonna go find out about hockey animal and paul because brother in my heart and soul i know deep down that them boys when they come back from this thing it's gonna be dues to pay no matter where it's at you remember dusty rosie and mac dream told you paul jones you better sleep well at night because it's coming for you. Doc, thoughts on Dusty right there? I don't really have any. Yeah. He's mad that they hurt Animal. That's why I played it and he's coming yeah. for him, but it wasn't. I tell you, the fucking Magnus got to straighten up his fucking tie, huh? Maybe he can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just saying. He fucking looks like the guy. I think, like... it, I think his bigger concern is trying to straighten out that arm. That's nice. <laughs> That's fucked up. Are you always an asshole? <laughs> and he's laughing, Doc. I mean, Hopper. He thinks it's funny. That's up. It really is. Uh, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> an asshole. You're just an asshole. That's nice. It's just, it's always, I always know that I've, I've done a good job when I can get no sell menace to sell something. 
No, I mean, I mean, I'm just, I feel like a lot of times I'm for our our listeners out there when you say they love shit, me out there. Look at Fritz. The only one that loves you is Fritz von Malky. Other than that, um, a lot of them don't really like you. So mm-hmm. whatever. So, okay. so my, you're saying that I should turn heel again? I don't know what you should do. I think you should grow up or something. I don't know. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> All right. Um, there was a match after Dusty. It was Hawk who wrestled in a singles match against Ryan Wagner and Keith Steinborn. And Hawk is pissed about Animal being injured. And he's taking it out on those two poor saps. And he won pretty quickly. And then they have they go to a promo with Ellering and Hawk. And I've kind of fast-forwarded it to the Hawk portion. And um, Hawk's pretty damn serious here. Here he is. Talking is Paul Jones Army still riding the crest? Are they still feeling what they think is the thrill of victory? Well, get ready for the agony of defeat because you messed with two of the rottenest, most screwed up in the head scumbags that have been ever walking this planet that don't care what anyone thinks and never have. We came up from the bottom to get to the top. You didn't come from anywhere. You came from scum. You are scum. You will play, and you will play at the hands of the Legion of Doom and Dusty Rhodes, Philadelphia, a home away from home for the LOD. Have you been counting your blessings? Well, I hope to hell you have. But you can quit counting them now, because it's time for payback. And payback is fun for us, but not for you. Barry Windham's coming up next. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts on Hawk right there? Who is pissed off? Yeah, man. Payback would be fun for us, but not for you. Wasn't that fucking great? It was. It just makes you think, like, holy crap, are they going to take out a a fillet knife and... You know, gut mm-hmm. It's gonna suck for you, but we're gonna love every goddamn second of it. Yeah. What's great is how he took the script and really put emotion into it. Yeah. See. <laughs> okay. I bet Crockett was in the back and said, "Here, uh, Hawk. Uh, Here's your lines. Try this." He just say this, and then at the at the thirty second mark, uh, look into the camera and move your left hand up. And and my point there is. It really doesn't matter what he says on some level, other than if they had any, if he did the Roman Reigns yabba dabba do, because or suffering succotash was that it? Because that, that was it. Because Hawk oozes intensity and just Jesus Christ! I don't care what he says; I believe it. Uh, I think I agree with you. He's, he's just, we've said it from day one about him. He's just so intense. It's, it's my thing is though, and it goes back to that. When he came into Smoky mountain, he had that high pitched voice on his promos and here it's such a deep growl. Oh, here's my people. 20, yeah. Go to minute 20. Oh, there she is. There she is. Up, run it back. Yeah. That kind of looks like Sasha, doesn't it? No. Oh, no. run it back. Let's see her again. Uh, run it back 26, man. Calm down. Damn, Doc. Mm. Okay, so what does Mike Menace think of her? She looks I mean, like Oprah. 
No, she doesn't. She's, she's like, like that kind of. She dressed like one of them white girls from that time period with the stonewashed jacket on, and. But it's she looks black. very conservative. <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> What it's the wintertime, Harper. Maybe she's... Maybe yeah. She's, what is, on, what is that? Conservative. <laughs> what do you mean? She believes in supply-side economics? Or it's just, she's for it's a strong just... military? Or No. I, I don't... <laughs> he means she's she's dressed up and she doesn't have it all hanging out. Right. Yeah. Because that's a nice, what... A nice genuine smile. That's what <laughs> I thought. It was a very nice smile from her. She's Those not big wearing, earrings, though. She's not wearing leggings, fighting some other black chick in the street <laughs> on fucking YouTube. <laughs> Fuck that bitch up. Fuck that bitch up. Fuck that bitch up. I, I wanted to have his babies. I wanted to have his babies. <laughs> and they got the little kid with the white beater on just standing there watching. Mama. <laughs> Mama. Mama. With a popsicle in his hand. Just like, yeah, another Tuesday. I remember one time, man, I was working out with my buddy Jerome at the gym and we got into this long discussion. God, I wish this is when it was like it was a way to just record conversations because we were talking about like fights happening in the street. And then all of a sudden it was just a random discussion and the news shows up like so something happens in your neighborhood, a fight or something. And the news shows up and he goes, how the hell when the news shows up? They got. They actually have intelligent people out there who could actually kind of tell you what happened. He goes, they go look for the asshole that's 28 years old, never finished high school, and is walking around with a binky in his mouth. And that's the asshole. They, that's the <laughs> asshole they decide to interview. And I was like, damn, man, you might be on to something, man. They do do that sometimes, don't they? He yes. Goes, this shit is stupid. He's like... There's intelligent people in lower income neighborhoods, but they go talk to the idiot with the with the pacifier in his mouth. So uh, is World Star still a thing now that the guy died, or do you have to go to YouTube for this sort of I'm sure I mean, it's out there. I'm sure yeah, there's a Facebook page with stuff. Yeah. And Instagram. Send those to send that website to Mike.mills at something or other. Sure. All right. Um, are, are we done making fun of this poor woman here? I'm not making fun of her. Woman? I wanted to know what you thought of her. Yeah, all right. Uh, what okay. we didn't talk about, Listen though, that. before we went to that match was uh, Barry Windham cut a promo in his head. has got showing some signs of a belt sander, but I didn't have anything from the promo. Did you, Hopper? No. Yeah. Golly gee. No. That, that was exactly a golly gee. So, which uh, is. What a nice young man. What a nice fellow. Hard to see what's coming when he cuts that golly G promo. Uh, we got the Jive Tones, though, did start a match, and we got them against, you know, they defeat Mike Jackson and Gary Royal. I don't have anything else from it. Doc, to you, before I go to their promo, which is getting played. Oh, yeah, I like them, but let's hit that promo. All right, so let me get it queued up. It's a few seconds away, but uh, Shaska is uh, Shaska's money here, man. <laughs> Look at them. Look at them. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> These hey. sweaty bastards had to put their jackets back on. So that makes me think, what do those jackets smell like? Hold on, uh, Doc. Cocoa butter? Explain it. Maybe. Explain Maybe. it. Oh, no, let me get Hopper. Hopper, 
Explain what Doc is trying to say because he said they put the jackets back on. Look at it, Tiger's cummerbund. Harper, explain. Now, remember, they just had a match, and he just pinned Mike Jackson and Gary Royal. Harper, what are they wearing now at the podium after the match? They're wearing tuxedo jackets, a fucking top hat like the Monopoly guy, and they got ties on, and they got that. Bow ties. Yeah, they got bow ties on, and that shit from – I used to wear for your prom. What the fuck you call that? Cumberbund. A cumberbund. They got all that on. Yeah. So here's the here's the sixty four thousand dollar question, Mike. When these two super soul brothers roll out the arena, what kind of car would these two hop into? So this has been a topic of discussion actually on the Facebook group the last few weeks. So I think it was Drew Miller who first asked it. Drew is a patron, so thank you, Drew, and uh, thank you for being a faithful listener each and every week. Uh, Drew asked that question. He said, "I want to know." I, I, I I've never been on that that page, and you and I have not had that discussion. So me we and haven't. Drew are out there hanging and banging, thinking the same things. So we've given Harper a little bit of time to think. But what are these two super upstanding pillars of the urban community going to hop into to drive to the next town, Harper? A 1977 Eldorado. <laughs> Hard to argue with him each and every time. That's it. Because you can't get one that's fucking too old. Because figure we're in eighty eight, okay. right? So, so let me ask a few. Let me ask a few more questions. Uh-huh. Keeping in mind, keeping in mind, <laughs> <laughs> keeping in mind that this is that these are territory wrestlers. Yeah. How many miles are on this 11-year-old Oh, God. 200,000? Okay, that's that's exactly where I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and what does the interior of this vehicle smell like? Oh, God. The cocoa butter, probably some beer <laughs> spilled all over it. Fucking that, that fucking uh, generic fucking the fake cologne. <laughs> Not canoe. Remember canoe? No. Uh-uh. That was a cologne. He had yeah. to say cocoa butter. You're a, you're, you're an asshole. What? <laughs> you are such an asshole for that. You <laughs> stereotype up, building motherfucker. It, it keeps you. you. It keeps you from being ashy. Oh. Why does that happen? Because our skin is different. <laughs> that no, it's not. Tell him, Mike. It's, it's the dirty just, little secret. It's the same. It's just, it's just you can see. It shows it up different. You can't see the ash on our white yeah. skin, our pink skin. That's exactly it, man. <laughs> we're ashy too. We're, just, <laughs> we're, we're ashy too. We're man. all ashy on the outside. Man, I remember one time I was at. I was. I was. Um, <laughs> I, was I was with a bunch of my friends, and we were at a pool, and um. <laughs> One of them got out the pool, and he, um, after he had dried off, my other buddy looked at him and was like, God damn, you so ashy, you look like a stone. <laughs> His legs were so white from, like, the from like the ash. And then they were ribbing him. He's like, dude, you look like a stone figure, man. He's like, put some lotion on. He's like, that's the chlorine, man. <laughs> he, Oh, Jesus. The chlorine. Oh. 
All right, yeah, that's it, right? Yeah, these two guys, these two guys are great with the suckas, and that just takes me back to Iceman. And let's hit it. Yeah, we got it. We got to hear Shaska here and 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 uh, Tiger. This now the jive tones. What, what is this? <laughs> oh, we just want to know <laughs> that the Jive Tones, although we hit that ring moving and grooving to the great sounds of the Temptations, that don't mean that we don't take care of business. And I want you to know that we take care of business. First of all, we're talking about the great tag teams on the surrounding area. Everybody knows about the Midnight Express, but the Lightning Express, you belong to me. Oh, yeah. Dusty Rose, we ain't got about you, old brick face. And let me tell you something. Everybody knows that they love you. Grandmama, she love you. She wants you to come over there, cross the railroad tracks, and talk to you. But I'm going to tell you what. I ain't never liked you no way, Dusty Rose. And if my part is coming, you ain't never crossed these railroad tracks. And the thing about it is, your partner, huh? I'm going to tell you what, Nikita Koloff, you better not come over there because ain't no Russians allowed around where I come from. So, when we talk about tag teams, and I ain't going to forget them big, strong road warriors and nobody else. Ain't that right, Tiger? That's right. But first of all, I want you to know one thing, David. It seems like you and that stooge, Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross forgets about the Jive Tone hey, reputation. Man. You can remember everything else about everybody else, but when the jive tones get here, you seem like you get a little tongue-tied. But like I want fame. you to know one thing. Get ready, all you tag teams, because the jive tones is coming your way. Good things come to those who wait, and we ain't got nothing but time, and I got something else left for all of you suckers out there. I'm going to put some on you that you know but can't take it off. And what? Saska, the way we've been <laughs> no. going down these highways and flying on airplanes, tell them we coming your way. Look one for way us. or the other. The we getting it together and we gonna whoop all of them. We ain't scared of no Dusty Rose and Nikita superpowers or whoever. We can take your money to the bank. Now get that down. Dave. Hey, coming your way next, the total package, Lex Luger. Luger ain't Luger ain't topping that. That's all I got to say. Um Okay, Doc, uh let's let's go let's go back. Uh what do you, what do you have from the promo when they first started off and they're shucking and jiving and it's some racist bullshit. Yeah, we're about to play it. Here they go. How different is that than what they had New Day do when they first came out? I Nothing. mean times haven't changed. That should be a gift. Bro, that should <laughs> <laughs> Mike, get on it. Get on it, Mike. So, huh. no, no, Army, get on it. So, here's the other thing. If that promo was like backstage, Dusty said, "All right, go out and be a stereotypical brother, brothers." They just spewed it all, whooping suckers and temptations, and but man, I tell you what, they're entertaining. I'm entertained watching them. We just did like seven minutes on it, eight minutes without even listening to the promo. Yeah, what's that tell you? It's entertaining. I mean, it, it's it's entertaining. These two guys are workers. You can see yeah. it. I mean, shit, that dance they did proves it. Yeah, Hubbard, what do you have if, if, that we haven't already talked about? Jesus Christ! Now I was thinking, you know, 
Speaking of people that that, that look like they're from the news. <laughs> what? What does that mean? Well, I mean, what you said about the kind of people you see like on the news. How oh, they get the most, uh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, down in the broke down ghetto, these two guys are the guys running shit. Yeah, I oh, know, huh? They, they're not to put on they, the news. News, the news, the kid on the news has a binky in his mouth, like Mike said. And he's his name is Tay Tay. Look at his dance one more time, y'all. There you Jesus go. Sugar pie, honey bunch. You know, you know they pulled up at some red light looking at a couple of white broads in whatever vehicle Harper thinks. They looked over <laughs> and did that dance in the front seat, too. Yeah. <laughs> and it probably smells like fucking weed and shit. <laughs> weed. <laughs> weed and Cheetos. And those two broads, <laughs> Becky and Karen, just hit the gas and ran the red light. <laughs> They probably locked okay. the doors on the car and just took off. Since we're talking race relations, <sighs> Mike's like that meme I just sent. Oh, that's ridiculous what you just sent. Yeah. So, man, these two guys deserve better. They're fun, man. They're a little they, out of they, They're starting to both blow up. They've both been eating the – need to get on the diet here. I mean, shit, Pez dies early. Does he? You just muted yourself, you dipshit. I did on purpose. Okay. All right. So he must be telling his daughter or kid good night. I'm not sure which one. Um let's uh let's keep going. Uh we got Lex Luger, he defeats Alan Martin. We then go to a Lex Luger promo and Yes, pal, Lug- my daughter walked in and she looked at the box of beers I have sitting here with a cooler and she goes, You have a bunch. You're 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 a shining example and a really good you know, I'm parents. a pillar of the motherfucking community, son. Okay. So Luger defeats Alan Martin. Then we go to um, a Luger promo, and Luger took a long time to say a few things. I thought it was effective. Yeah. He mentions how if the horsemen want to jump people, that he and his crew of win, you know, with winning Man, this thing will take It doesn't matter what he says because JJ's getting ready to come out and push him in the hole he dug and bury his ass. Well, the one thing you, I noticed. What you, about ahead, this promo is that when he gets out the ring, he's you know he's sweaty, but not like sweaty, sweaty. Right, look at him right there; he ain't sweaty. Look at him yeah, now. Right? Okay. Now, now watch him as the promo goes. It's like <laughs> someone hit him with a fucking fire hose, and it, I mean they must got the fucking lights on him because right there you can see. Yeah. Okay. Look, he's he's. You know, sweaty, but like he just gets a towel. It, it, it doesn't look bad, but as this goes on, it gets worse and worse to where I think it, maybe he put baby oil on or something. It gets just watch it. We're watching. Watch how okay. sweaty he gets. This Bro. is how effective Luger's promo was. We're, we got the sound turned down, and we're watching him to see him start sweating. It is. I can see it. Yeah, yeah it's about we're about to see a, a master stroke because JJ's about to come out and and literally bury Luger. I mean, bury him like go home, son. You don't get paid for today, dude. He is starting to he's starting to beat Man, up there, but what the fuck? easy. I, I know. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It's, it's like he's got baby oil on him now. <laughs> and they haven't cut. He was, they, he was he was dry just a minute right. ago. 
This is like a this is like a the front row at X rated when Harper walks by. All the chicks just get moist down there. Look at him. He's dripping. <laughs> he really is, man. He's like a it's turkey like... cooked in the oven. <laughs> he's still got he's still got a he's still got a minute to go too at this point. Right. And he is So what's more pumped full of steroids at this point? Lex Luger or the turkey in your oven? <laughs> Jesus. Dude, he was he was almost bone dry before that promo started Dude, and now it's gotta it's be a... the lights on him. He was just under lights in that ring, though. Yeah, yeah, but I was thinking, well, well it didn't happen to Pez, and 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 uh, what's his name? So, so why is he getting so fucking sweaty? Pez <laughs> and him were fucking wearing this, fucking tuxedos. This is one of the more remarkable things we've seen in almost three years of I mean, two and a half. Look at him. I mean, he is. He's starting to drip. <laughs> <laughs> He's starting to drip. This is one of the most fascinating things we have ever witnessed on two and a half years of doing this particular program. Four years. Four years in total. Look at his face. Dude, he needs a towel. He's dripping wet. On his face? God. (laughs) This is... is... He he went from bone... God! (laughs) On Lex... (laughs) He it's looks like, he like a, sli- a human slip and slide now. <laughs> I mean, did he do like a line of cocaine and his heart rate accelerated? Oh. And that's what nah, made that's, sweat. There's something else. He's ner- He's not comfortable is what it tells me. I don't know. Fuck him. Whatever. That's Fuck nice. him. That's nice, Doc. Really. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you- the giants of wrestling. I love, that- I love how the guy who has no social media presence, no one can get in touch with him from the show. I, we're just riffing on it. Dude, he's wet. Oh, okay. he's wet. <laughs> He's wet. How is that better? All right. Well, Doc was talking a second ago about Ric Flair and JJ Barry and Lex. Let's go to that right now. This is evisceration. The franchise, the leader of the horsemen, the world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair and JJ Dillon. You know, I listened very intently to the comments made by the total package, Lex Luger. And one thing, he said a lot of things, but there's one thing that really jumped out and leaped at me, and that's when he made the self-admission when he looked right in the eyes of millions and millions of people sitting at home and said, you know, I really don't know how good Barry Windham and I are. And then the very next phrase he said, so we want to face Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson in some combination to find out how good we are. So Lex Luger has told you what we've been telling you, the Four Horsemen, all along, that the Four Horsemen are the true measuring stick of how everybody else stacks up. You know, David Crockett, I've got to say one thing on behalf of Jim Ross. He seems to be the only one in the vast membership of Crockett Promotions that really understands what makes this sport go round and round. And that is... The three championship belts that have world before. Forget about those other belts. They're great to have. Everybody wants to say they had a belt in their lifetime. But very few people can walk out here and tell the whole world and have the credentials around their waist to say they were 
or they are the World Heavyweight Tag Team or Singles Champion in this case. Now I heard Lex Luger come out here and try and tell the whole world how it hurt his heart, how he hurt for his family when he was a horseman, how his integrity was ground down. Well, Luger, when you and me running from major hotel to major hotel with the best looking women in the world making love all night long, I never heard you say, oh, my family. I never heard you complaining. You woke up in the morning, you said, champ, this is the way of life, and I like it. Jet airplanes, limousines, good-looking women, lots of money, championship belts, and the life of the rich and famous. That's the horseman. Now, Sting, you punk, are running wild. You've had your day. You've run your mouth. You even made me. In a casual moment, my life look a little embarrassed on national television. So, Sting, I'll tell you how it's going to be. And I don't care if it's Philadelphia, the Omni. I don't care if it's Los Angeles, Albuquerque, Richmond, Norfolk. I don't care where it is. Chicago, Illinois, maybe. You, pal, are going to have to deal with the best there is in this sport. You know, Barry Windham? Luger told everybody that he didn't know how good I was. Well, Luger, Paul Barry Windham aside, Paul Magnum TA aside, Paul Dusty Rhodes, and then I'll rage Eagle his aside and ask him how good Ric Flair is. Ask him how good Arnold Tully are. The bottom line is, Luger, the bottom line if for some God's unknown reason you or Sting or Barry Windham beat me for this tomorrow, it would be your first time around. And I'd win it back in a week. I've been here five times. I'm a man possessed with this sport. I work for the best promotion. Jim Crockett promotion is the best. I work for him. I am, pal, I am the flagship of this sport. Mm. I'm the man that makes you go round and round. Five times I've walked that aisle. Five times I've bled and I've sweat and I've paid God's almighty price to be called the best in the world. So Sting, when you're running your mouth out here, when you're telling the world, you and Luger and Barry Windham, what you've got planned for us, think about it, pal. Blood! Broken bones! A letter to your family, no more money. Think about it, because sooner or later, all this is going to come to an end, and you're going to deal with me, Artatelli, at a very personal level. Truly the world's heavyweight champion. Listen, fans, think about a dream match. Oh, I got to play oh, need, this next segment. Yeah, but, we need to talk about that. But do you think they handed him a script and said, here's an all-time classic promo for you, Rick? Hell no. Exactly. Dude, he he finished the job that JJ started by saying we were out there banging broads and you loved it. So don't let me hear about your family paying God's almighty price. I'm a flagship. Won't you go ask Dusty and his big ego? What do you want, man? He just cut an all-timer. 
Hopper, what, that was it was pretty damn good. Hopper, what do you have from it? He's the flagship. <laughs> he's the flagship of this sport. And when he says, yeah, you might win this the first time, but, brother, I won this five times. I'll have and this I'll, and I'll win it back dog. in a week. Yeah. <laughs> that was strong. And that old thing was yeah. strong. Um, I thought even when he started, he well, you know, not when he started, but he said, those other belts are great to have, but the mm-hmm. three we have say world champion. That's true. Everybody wants to be a champ. You know, unscripted. <laughs> That's what you get when you unscript things, when you just let the talent cut their promos. Um, and here's the thing. Would you let Rick balance your checkbook? No. 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 Would you Would you go out there and tell him to cut an all-time promo on a wrestling show in front of the whole country? you goddamn right you would. Yeah, man. I mean, like, imagine, you know, Dusty or is just telling Rick, hey, talk about this. Or not even that. I've heard Cornette say... On the experience, many a times the guys would listen to the other guys' promos. That's what they did they with did. Luger. They JJ and Rick both just kneecapped Luger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a it was a little unfair. That's like picking on the handicapped. It's it like calling a double dribble on a on a special needs child. <laughs> well, no, he's telling the that's, truth. That's, it's it's true. That's not, that's not classy. Well, it's not classy, but the point he's trying to emphasize the point that Luger went out there and he cuts this almost four minute long promo. And then so JJ and Rick literally, because this is right after Luger, JJ and Rick are just standing right there. They're watching this whole thing that Luger says and Rick's wheels are turning. I'm about to get this son of a gun. And that's exactly what they did. So all they did, it was basically a conversation. They heard what Luger said. Okay, so here's the here's the other piece of this that I don't know. But I wonder how it's planned. You got to figure that right about now, at this point in 88, word is starting to trickle around the back that we're not on exactly the steadiest of footing here as a company. You think? Mm, I forget the timeline, but I think uh, we're getting to that point. Yeah. So I, I just wonder when I hear some of this stuff, especially from a guy like Rick, and this is still in the wheelhouse for him of, you know, the the golden era. Is is he trying to show Vince? Is he trying to save the company? Is he trying to do a little bit of both? Is he having fun? All of those things. What is the motivation for a promo like that? Because that shit was. That I shit don't was think great. he. I don't think he needs that kind of motivation. Rick's going to go out there and cut a good promo no matter what. Well, yeah. Did what you do you think, Hopper? I just wonder what else is going through his head right there. He's fucking perfect. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else, Doc, before we keep going to this next segment we got to talk about? No, we should go to that next segment. <laughs> All right. So they run, they go to this next segment and I actually posted this on the Facebook group and on Twitter. Cause this is just exceptional. They run this dream match segment where the winner gets to pick the dream match. Uh, this is insane. Also the winner, grand prize winner would get a VCR, a $15,000 electronic shopping spree, uh, in a bike. And I just want to know who won this, but let's play it. Here it is. Listen, fans, think about a dream match. Ric Flair against Sting. Or the World Tag Team Champions against Barry Windham, Lex Luger. Listen, you'll see right now how you can pick your own dream match. Dream match, dream match, dream match. 
everyone is in a panic to win the NWA Dream Match Sweepstakes because the winner gets to pick the match. Between now and the end of April, the NWA is giving away over 200 pair of British Knights athletic footwear. Look for the gold BK button to know you're getting genuine British Knights athletic footwear. And you're going to be on the move in style. Huffy style, that is, with thousands of dollars worth of bicycles to give away. That's two bikes a week for lucky NWA fans. And a VCR every week, so you can tape your favorite NWA match. Or maybe rerun your favorite vacation at Port Royal by the Sea. One of the most exotic resorts in the country. And then there's the grand prize. A trip for two to New York City. Five days and four nights where you will go on a $15,000 electronic shopping spree. That's right. A $15,000 electronic shopping spree in New York City. And on top of that, you pick the dream match. That's right. You pick the match of the year. Here's how you enter. On a 3x5 card, print your name, address, and phone number. Mail your entry to Dream Match Sweepstakes, NWA Box J, Keysville, New York, 12944. You must be at least 14 years old to win. Enter as often as you wish. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. Winner drawn at random. Each entry must be received by March 28, 1988. For contest rules, send a stamped self-addressed envelope to the address on your screen. So enter and win. That was some corny shit to get people's addresses so that they can send out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I got. They can, I got. A they can lot send of out catalogs. <laughs> I got questions. Uh huh. How many people do you think looked at it and said New York? Right. That's what I was thinking. Which means they hired a. An ad agency in New York to do this, which may be one of the reasons why we're hemorrhaging money and need to get bought out. But that's, I was just trying to, you know, piece all the puzzles together, if you know what I mean. Harper, you ever have any British Knights? Fuck no. That's right. See, what you we, should, say? We, should, we used to call those Burger Kings. Right. With the BK on the side. Oh, boy. Nobody, yeah, nobody who ever got any pussy had any British Knights. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Mike, was that did that look similar to your first VCR? No, I didn't get a VCR until like '96, though. So, Jesus Christ, because that I looked know, close huh? to. I mean, man, them old VCRs, them first VCRs, you could pick them shits up and hit somebody with it. Oh kill, yeah, kill them. Remember the first ones when you, the the thing would pop up from the top and you would yes. put it in. You had to like close it. The pneumatic arm, and you're like, come on, motherfucker, go. Yeah. Oh, Mike. White people stuff. Yeah. Right? Um, Yes. Can can you imagine what would happen if that contest was on the up and up and they let Marks book matches? God. You're a Mark. What was the match? Would you let me book matches in the, in no. the NWA in 1988? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to monitor this. I don't. I all I know is a VCR, ele- fifteen thousand, and electronics. Jesus. Yeah. Lord. So, what are and, the Southern audience going to think about going to New York? And can can we film that trip? Yeah, really. Jeff so. Rowe and his wife in the big city. There's a sitcom all by itself. 
We're gonna go pick out a new TV. They gave us fifteen thousand dollars. We get one for grandma. One for- I mean, that's gotta be like about twenty five grand, man. I don't know how much that is. I don't have my. Uh, that's a lot of guys have money. But that's not the point. It's not the money. It's how much electronic electronics are cheap now compared to how they were back. Right. So that's a apples. Why you true it up with the inflation calculator? It's still not as much as it would be today when you could really. Dude, give me twenty five thousand dollars. I'll reimagine this motherfucker. Oh yeah, dude. For you could probably do redo your house and your fucking neighbor's house. Man, you remember you remember in Goodfellas when they moved into the new house and they had that retractable gaudy retractable wall? Yes. <laughs> That's what these motherfuckers are gonna buy. For their fucking double wide and fucking tupelo. <laughs> <laughs> For two guys being from the South, because I do consider, I kind of consider uh, Dallas, Texas, the South. Y'all just bury Southerners. Well, if you can't, you know, I can make fun of my brother, but I'd prefer that my yeah. friends back the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Any other thoughts on the Dream Match segment? We need to, mo- you're right, though. You are You are right. We need to monitor this. I think yes. the Better Business Bureau needs to get involved here. <laughs> yeah, you should. You should ask Cornette. Uh, That's actually a good question. So uh, do us a favor. Submit that to Corny's Drive-Thru. I think it's uh, cornydrivethru at gmail.com and hashtag cornydrivethru on Twitter and see if you can figure out who won the dream match uh, at a, in 88. And, and, and I love when they put, oh, you can enter as much times as you want so we can make sure we got your fucking address. These hillbillies will need a couple of chances to get their right, right return address on there. Right. I hope you like getting catalogs, motherfucker, and and, and when shit's coming to your town, you're going to know. <laughs> okay, let's and, and hey, Mike, you work, you work with the producer for the Corny Show, so you ought to be able to make sure that everybody's questions get picked, right? It's your I fault have, if they don't get selected, correct? No, do not blame me. I have nothing to do with no. what questions get submitted, used. I got whatever. a better idea. Why don't they send them to you, direct message, and then you could give them to Brian last? Um, You can blow me. No, I'm not. <laughs> I got enough work to do. No. Okay? How's that sound? If, if I don't shut up, you're going to tell people my real last name. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. I, I got right. a well, lot is... of info. I got a lot of information I could spill. Just remember that, yeah. buddy. Cave, cave, a brother. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, there's our boy right there. We missed right, Ricky so... Santana, Tommy Angel, but did we? Oh God, dude! I'm. I, I, I was watching that match thinking, oh, look, it's like a Dollar Tree version of a fucking steamboat. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> would that be? Would that be a peso arbol? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know how to say tree in Spanish, you dumbass. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's, it's Arbol, you stupid son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> um, so we got Ricky Santana defeats Tommy Angel, and then Ricky Santana cuts a promo, which I have nothing from. Oh, and then God. we go, oh, did you want to say something about it, Harper? No. He will it. never shoot a decent if, – if they say, look, Ricky, if you shoot a good promo – we will make you the champion, and you're gonna make twenty million dollars. It would, it would still be shit. Is he worse than Tim Horner? No. 
I, I tell you, man, the promo out after this, man, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so let's keep going, well. yes. Well, that's why I asked, because we got the Lightning Express up next, which is, of course, Horner and Brad Armstrong versus Curtis Thompson and Max MacGyver. And Lightning Express win, but are jumped after the match by the Sheepherders and Johnny Ace, and they were about to cut Horner's mullet. You heard that right. Because what is more disrespectful in the South in 1987? But they were yeah. about to cut Horner's mullet, but Brad Armstrong chased them off. With that said, and then I'm about to cut Horner's mullet, let me go to the actual promo now with Horner. Um, because we ain't heard from, I don't know the last time we heard from Tim. Uh, Doc, do you remember? Fuck. Uh, Paul Orn, 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 Orn. Mr. Orn. Orndorf. Mr. Warndorf, I just posted that. I just posted that segment on our YouTube channel, tinyurl.com/slash/bttyoutube. If you want to go relive it, I just posted it, and it's glorious because that was the promo where Harper said, "My ear, my ears need a rape kit." <laughs> um, We're pretty anyway. good. We're pretty good at this podcasting thing. I gotta say. Well, it took us a while, but I think we eventually got there. It didn't take me any time. I can't help it if you just caught up. No. I think once people realize we're just unprofessional and that's our thing, um, they kind of like, you know, they they enjoy it at that point. But anyway, uh, let's go to Horner now. Um, He's cutting a promo, and he's going to talk about how they tried to cut his mullet. Here it is. The sheep herders almost got you, What's going on, David Crockett? What's going on? I'm not no animal. You know the sheep herders been coming out here every day. And they go on to one side and the other, and they spitting and slobbering on one another. And they're talking about the USA. They downgrade everybody from the USA. Then you want to jump our backs. You want to come out here and throw me down like I'm a sheep and cheer me. And you didn't get the job done because my brother here was with me. And let me tell you something, sheep herders. It ain't going to happen anytime that you want to jump on us. Just come straight out. We know your crew. We know the way you're coming now. We know you got that Johnny A swinging that flag, who happens to be a full-blooded American, swinging your flag. If your country's so good, go back to it. Nobody asked you to come here, but since you're here, you're going to have to deal with the Lightning Express. We know where you're coming from, and that's from the back door. So now the only thing is about lightning, we're going to strike. And the funny thing about it is, sheepherders, you don't know where or you don't know where and when it's going to strike. What? David Crockett, they come out here and they want to run down America. Hit it. Let's start talking. We got. Come on. Cut it. They eat our food. It's time to jump in here. Go ahead. We've waited. Well, we've waited too long for our buddy Tim Horner. (laughs) It's good to see that at the end he still has problems pronouncing words. But I gotta say something. That is clearly the most emotion, genuine emotion conveyed in a Tim Horner promo done well that we've ever seen. I'm not saying it's great, but I mean he's he's hot, and he he did say if you don't love it, leave it. Pretty much, that's probably got half of our audience excited. Yeah. Why do you have to get political? It's it's not being political. I'm telling you, he said. Here's what I don't understand. This is the part I really didn't get. Who said anything about it being political? I know you, man. Why'd you have to get political? I didn't. I didn't say nothing about it. I don't even think you. I, I don't think what you said was political. Okay, so here's the thing. He goes, "This is serious business, bro." He gets half of his hair head cut anyway. Yeah, just finish it off. Right. 
Whoa. It ain't like... I, I like when he said... <laughs> uh, they was about to shear me. <laughs> they wanted to... They, they, Horner said, uh, they threw you down like I was a sheep. No, well, did Brad say that? I can't remember who said it, but I got it in my notes. <laughs> they wanted to shear me like a sheep. What? What? Okay. Well, we just played it, and it was Horner, and he said, you wanted to shear me like a sheep. I, okay, there we go. My bad. I got it, I got it written down wrong in my notes then. Um, I don't know. I don't, he was all right, but it's just him, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, they were doing him a favor. <laughs> that's, that's a great point. That's I mean, they were like, look, you know. Point. Excellent get... point. We're trying to save you from yourself. Right. They're like, dude, you got a job interview tomorrow. You got to cut that shit off. <laughs> See, All the right. fucking sheep herders are like trash bags, but they can just put their teeth in their mouth and they wear like decent clothes and they look fucking normal. Right. I got shirt. that mullet on his head. I can wear a long sleeve shirt and cover up this, this forearm tattoo. Right. Can't be a councilman without that, that mullet, right? Hey, got it still. Come on, man. Those colors don't run. All right. What? Um, so we'll keep going. Rocky. Thunder King. Stop, stop. <laughs> Mike Rotunda defeats Rocky King as he's out there with Kevin Sullivan. What do they do with monkeys in Malaysia? Um, any thoughts on Mike Rotunda and Rocky King, Doc? Not a lot. I like the fact that. Rotunda does his little warm-ups before the match, but nothing big. We haven't seen Rocky in a while. It was his mama's yeah. birthday. That's nice. Very classic. It was. His mama's birthday. Okay. No, no, no. I'm saying. All right. I like listening to Kevin Sullivan. So we're going to listen to Sullivan here because, Doc. Man, this show's what do you think they with monkeys in Malaysia? Well, that's my that's my. Do, go ahead and say this show is taking a long time after you just taking a long time, fifteen minutes in the, at the beginning. See, I told y'all earlier he was going to say this. <laughs> he does yeah. this all the time. He gets Doc gets blown up. He get when when Doc gets to about the one hour, one hour and fifteen minute mark, he gets blown up. He he he's like a freaking child. He can't go past that. It's like it starts messing with his his functional ability to, to no, be a no, human I'll being. I'll something. tell you, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I have a couple of beers, and it's eight thirty eight in the evening. And I'm starting to get a little drowsy because I'm That's nice. <laughs> what do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia? All right, that makes Let's... one of my finer moments on this show. It <laughs> was a great moment when the monkey hung himself. That's Let's nice. go to Sullivan out there with the Varsity Club right now. The games, Master. And like they said, the Varsity Club. Well, David, this is doom, destruction, and despair. You know, nothing has gotten as fast as the Varsity Club has wrecked havoc through the NWA. And I heard something the other day that almost made me laugh. In Nassau Coliseum, after Dusty Rhodes became the bull of the wood for the third time... And he was having a little victory party, and he had his friends in his dress room. What are you looking at? I was walking by, and I heard Jimmy Garvin say to Dusty Rhodes, he said, Dusty, I'd like a shot at that Mike Rotunda in the Varsity Club, because I'm sure I could beat him. And he said, why do you think they're so vicious? And before Rhodes could reply, 
before Rhodes could reply. That saphead blonde, Precious said, ugly people do ugly things. Well, Precious, let me tell you this. If you think Jimmy Garvin's so handsome and beauty is in the eye of the beholder, we're gonna take Garvin and make him real ugly. You see, these guys don't even like each other. We don't like anybody. We don't like people that have U.S. titles. We don't like people that are driving long limousines. And last of all, I don't like somebody that is ruled by a woman, Jimmy Garvin. Mm. You understand that? You can make it real clear. Jimmy Garvin, you can't get in the varsity club any way you try. You don't measure up to the standards. Now, if you want to put... Garvin, make it real clear. Listen, if you want to put not your career and not your reputation, but your life on the line against the varsity club, I certainly wouldn't be this stupid because it's this way. In life, sometimes diseases come along and strike everybody and nobody is safe. Gavin, nobody's safe now with the Varsity Club. <laughs> Maybe we sit down and have a long talk before they want to jump on us. Either one of us. What do you think they do to monkeys in Malaysia, Doc? Uh, what do you got from Sullivan right there? The one line that I thought really got me is we don't even like each other we don't like anybody love it Gavin that's some, that's some Gavin, real work I don't like anyone ruled by a woman Gavin um, <laughs> do you have anything from it yeah, I mean you can't trust a guy that's been ruled by a woman right yeah man what the hell's going on what's wrong with the world what the fuck <laughs> right <laughs> All right, we'll keep going. Sting defeats Bob Riddle, and well, good then for him. Mm-hmm. and then I know Doc got angry at Sting's Why? promo. Why? Because you hate him. That's right, the Stinger, Sting. Everybody's saying you're the man that's going to take Ric Flair down. Well, I I kind of feel that in my bones myself. Aren't we having fun out here today? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? I thought it was fun, too. Oh, lost. I got a question. All right. You seen Flair around today? Yes, sir. You seen the nature boy? Oh, yeah. Where is he right now? He's out in front. Where is he? He's out in front. Where's the nature? Where is the nature boy? I don't anywhere. I think I know how I can find him. Hold on a second. I turned my back on him, you see? The horsemen and flair kind of attract to turn backs like flies do to manure, you know what I'm saying? There's one major, 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 major problem with that now, though, you see? Every time I turn my back, and that's why flair and the horsemen didn't come out just now, because I got the total package. And I got Barry Windham right there, too. The best in the NWA on my side. Oh, I kind of love it. And every time I go through the airports, or through the malls, or anywhere that I might be, especially in the gym, which is where I spend most of my time. People say, you better watch out for the horsemen because they're dangerous. You better watch out for Flair, he's dangerous. Five times world champion. And he does that because he is good. Maybe he cheats every now and then too. But you see, these people do do bad things, the horsemen and Flair. 
but danger's my business. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. Climb up that long beak nose and flares. Beat my chest a little bit and tell him, Oh, that's from the stinger. This guy is dangerous. Hey, let's... This dog, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm going to switch this. Harper, when you go back now and you watch this week by week and you have two and a half years of this promotion in your back pocket, are you reassessing Sting's place in history at this point in time? Yes, at this point in time. He's, he's, he's not, I mean, athletically, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. The guy's a freak, and he's really, I mean, for being as early as in the business, he's pretty good in the ring for what this is. But he can't hold his own on the other uh, on the on the mic work here at all. No, I mean, you, you said it, Mike. He got lost at the beginning. <laughs> that's not a good. That's not a good outline. <laughs> I think I think I've said this before. You got to remember this about Sting. Um, this is nineteen eighty eight. That whole surfer, freaking skateboard, type, yeah, type <clears throat> like thing kind of got going, and I think you know that Sting was also for the kids. Um, he, 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 he fit, and he, he was there for the kids in that generation of of people who went through the Ocean Pacific and. And that type of thing, and that—that's what Sting was, and that's—that's that's where he connected at that point. In time. <laughs> who's the um, Hulk Hogan look like in the ring right now? Who's what? Yeah, run that that's, bag. Look at—that's yeah. that's, that's um Randy Hogan. Is it? Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> we need to talk about that. Okay, hold on. But what else? I, 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 I thought that was Scrappy McGrown for a second. <laughs> No, that's 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 what Doc is talking about after the Sting promo. The powers are see you just you're switching thoughts too quickly. But no, I, I Sting was for the kids. Sting was it was a gimmick. I mean, he wasn't going to hold the what other parts of the show were for the kids. Was it when Hawk said that they were dirty bastards who were scumbags? Well, no, no. Let, let me finish what I'm saying. Stay- or that Rick was out there saying when Luger and I were banging half of Chicago. Um, but no, Sting Sting was for the kids, man. I mean, he he wasn't gonna go out there and and hold line for line promos with like people like Rick. That wasn't gonna happen. So it right. is what it is. So anyway, but what Doc's making fun of now is the powers of pain again in there against Randy Hogan, Gene Miller, and um, I believe his name is Steve Atkinson. I can't remember. I didn't note it. And Doc is making fun. Of, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to tell him? What you're making fun of, Doc? This guy looks like the the huckster from the WWF cartoons in the nineties, and he's got the same Hogan oh, hairstyle. Mustache. See if I can get a freeze on him. This guy's <laughs> dude. I didn't catch it the first time, but this guy looks like you, you know. I don't know. How did you this... miss this bastard? Because yeah. I fast forwarded through this match. <laughs> he fast forwarded. This is, quite, watch- this is quite funny because he looks like that's funny. That'll be when like the leg drop. <laughs> That'll be hilarious. <laughs> he's just tossing that poor bastard around the ring, man. Uh, he's out of there now. 
But uh, it match goes on for a while too, dude. Yeah, I know. I fast forwarded to the whole fucking thing. <laughs> I mean, they beat the piss out of these dudes, but it, it goes on for a very, very long time. Um, then they have their promo, but yeah, I don't have anything. Randy, from it. his real name is Randy Mule. In case you're wondering. Okay. He's uh 67 now. Dude, he did other jobs in WCW. You know that, right? Yeah. You don't remember this dude, Doc? I do, but I don't know why it just hit me tonight. <laughs> he he did open in 2010. He opened a restaurant in Lakeland, Florida, called Cedar Creek Seafood. It just so hit him because he was drunk. <laughs> That's why he hit him tonight. All right. Okay. Yeah, apparently, he was on WCW as late as 1994. Facing Vader on an episode of Worldwide. Like I said, he was in WCW doing jobs. I remember it. And it says here, at the signing ceremony of Hulk Hogan on June 11th, 94, he was cast as a reporter fielding questions to, to, to Hogan. <laughs> That's funny. That just tickles you, huh? That's all right. Fuck you. Let's go. I'm, I'm <laughs> done with the show. I'm ready. Um, hey, so, we're, let's, we're let's almost... Finish. No, we're almost here. We're, no, we're almost done. though. but I want to remind everyone: uh, if you don't usually do so, please use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. The show gets a little bit of support in return when you use it. So again, please use it. Give that link to your, the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life, and tell them to use it. Again, it's tinyurl.com/bttamazon. You bookmark it, and please have them bookmark it. And every time you go to Amazon, please use it. Um, and hey, 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 I, I need to clear something up here because you, you're you wrong. It says here on his Wikipedia page, this was actually his debut match. You need wow. to, I, I deserve an apology. I haven't seen him yet. Wait, wait, wait. Did I say we've seen him already? When I said that, I was, I thought I was referring to like, you've seen him in WCW. I've seen him already in the future? How's that possible? No, what I'm saying is we're watching this back. I'm saying you would have seen this poor bastard. At some point, why is he a poor bastard? That's not classy. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't get a good close up of him here. But when you see him in a good close up, and he's got that terrible hairdo and that Hulk Hogan Fu Manchu, it's 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 you're as just ridiculous jealous that you, you didn't think. think of that so that you could get on national TV. You were stuck down doing mud show mud crawfish boils in fucking <laughs> Jasper, Tennessee, or Jasper, Louisiana, in nineteen ninety eight. Bro, I wish they gave us a close up of this bastard. It's kind of better that they don't, because it makes he's you got chase that it. That hairdo where the top is gone, the dome is gone, but he's got the horseshoe thing going on around it, and then he's got the Hogan and stash. You know, and you know that every third word out of his mouth is brother. Yeah, you know, brother. Work for me, brother. There he is. Look at him. Look at that hairdo. Jesus Christ! Jesus Look at it. Christ. Look at that. Zoom <laughs> in. You think he showed up looking like that? Or he like did he's he's like, bro, uh, I, I want to grow a, a fucking Fu Manchu, and I bet I could look like Hogan. Here's the um, thing, guys, 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 guys. Hold on, I just hit the wrong button. God damn it! Okay, so here's the thing. That guy right there on the ring apron. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get this out. <laughs> He's drunk. No, I'm, I'm really, really not. He is 36 years old. It's impossible. 
is, he is 36. The Damn. dude's not 36 years old right there. He will turn 37 in June 5th of this year, 1988. Chance in hell. Hopper, look at that dude. Does he look 36? <laughs> Fuck no. Does Arn look what Arn is? Fuck there? no. 36? Look at the body, though. Look at the body, not the... Doc, you're telling me this dude is almost eight years younger than I am right now. Right. Look at that head and face. That's the click of the screenshot that I'm about to send you. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Why would I make this up? What's my motivation to lie? I don't care. I hate this show. I don't care. We're in the we're in the we're in the hour number two. You know what? I don't give a fuck about any of this anymore. Okay. All right. Let's keep moving then. Any other thoughts on Randy Hogan here? No, this is great. (laughs) You finally woke up as you were getting winded. All right. We then go to Paul Jones and the Powers of Pain. They cut a promo. Ivan was good. I don't have anything else. Hopper, did you? No. Did this letter match actually take place? Uh, Define, wait, ladder match or are we talking scaffolds? Yeah. It's a ladder match, right? They said ladder, but I don't know if that's what they meant. And the powers of pain aren't keen on scaffolds, pal. Yeah, that shit ain't going to happen. These two pulled that to finish on that shit. So I'm going to go with no Hopper, but it could have, but I'm thinking they meant scaffold when they said ladder. And that doesn't happen. So someone out there will tell us if we're wrong, though. We got the sheep herders cutting a promo. I don't have anything from it, Doc. Do you? Mm. Whoa! Might. No. Ron Garvin and Jim Garvin then defeat the Red Raider and Joe Cruz. Uh, Ron Garvin, dear Lord, have mercy. He gave. Shoves his whole nuts up that guy's chin. Poor old Red Raider. That dude got both balls dipped into the back of his throat on that pin. Um, there's really no other way to put it. I- I'm trying to get to a picture of it so that the Patreon folks can see it. But it was it is impressive. Just, let me see if I can't snuggle these nuts up against your fucking chin, pal. So he just knocked them out, and then wham. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> balls and cock. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> Doc is drunk. He's laughing uncontrollably. That's no, I bad. mean, look how. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look at that. Poor old Red Raider. Bruh, Garvin's balls and dick are centimeters from this man's mouth. That's that's the ultimate <laughs> right there. All right, Doc. What do you got? You're laughing at laughing. You never, you never, you never said anything else. You just laughed. What else you got? No, I, seriously. In all seriousness, I mean, you're out there working with another man, and your your bodies are rubbing up against each other. You know, you're grabbing people, places, but you're putting on a performance. But, but Mike, at the end of the night, you're laying down for the one, two, three, and the, and that screen grab happens. I mean, what are you thinking as a wrestler at that point? That's probably why he's wearing a mask. <laughs> well, that's the upside of it. He does have a mask on. 
Yeah, but it's still happening to you. It's still happening to you whether you're wearing a mask or not. I took a lot of pins and looked up at a lot of lights, but I never had anyone do no that. No nutsack. No, that wasn't that wasn't part of it. <laughs> and and ah. so here's the other here's the other question that now I must ask after two and a half years of watching him do this. I remember a and this is going to be shameful for me, but I remember a Hogan knows best on VH1 where he told that little uh, Tokyo drifter son of his, um, Nick, back in the day, he would drink his raw eggs and then leave the eggs on his mustache so that when he went to go lock up, he could blow a rotten egg in his opponent's face. That's gross. <laughs> right. But there's some wrestlers I heard back in the day make sure that they were clean and make sure that they were, you know, hey, I'm working with somebody here. The least I could do is show some respect and come out, you know, showered and deodorant. And then there's the stories of some other guys here. Do we think it's possible that Ron Garvin is doing this as part of a rib, that his nuts are just the nastiest nuts on the circuit? He's This is the rib? <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I don't think I so. Hope I, don't not. Think, I don't think it's a rib. I think I think this is just Ronnie's thing and Yeah, I, I, that's not a rib. Why don't you go to the next Comic Con and tell him he's wrong for no, doing that? No, I'm not I'm not doing it. I remember I remember though explaining to Bo James like what this was all about because like Bo doesn't listen to the show every week, but somebody like, he got a that's couple his of tweets. Yeah, he got a he got a couple of tweets about Ronnie, and he he knows Ronnie Garvin well, and he got a couple of tweets about Ronnie handing out chin nuts. <laughs> Bo and that Tennessee accent is like, man, what's this? I can't do a Bo James voice, but no, that's this? not Bo James, you dirty bastard. Yeah, no. what is this about Ronnie giving out chin nuts? <laughs> I had to explain it to him. I was like. Well, Bo, I mean, you've watched a lot of Rodney's matches. You ever notice how he sits on the guy's chest and basically puts his balls on the dude's mouth? He, he just started laughing. And Bo's a clean dude. Like, you know, he doesn't curse and all that stuff. He's, you know, church-going man. Good for him, you know, whatever floats your boat. And and I just was like, you know, he's putting his basically putting his cock and his balls on the man's mouth, you know, every time he pins him. He just kind of chuckled. So, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think it was a rib. I just think it was just... The way he did it, he knocked the guy out, and his intent was to sit on the guy's chest. I don't think his intent was to give him a, a, a you know sweaty balls, but with this guy, he's definitely got his balls in his <laughs> on his chin. There's a there's a Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite uh, skit where where I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact. What did, you, did, did was that English? What did you just? <laughs> what? There's a Dolomite skit where Dolomite he says like I don't know, his, some woman comes up to him, he's like. What does it mean? Uh, so I can't remember how it goes. Are you talking what about is, the one that's on the chronic? I, yeah, it's something like th- that's it. I can't remember how it goes though. But it's something like, oh, if I got, had some, if I had some nuts so on a wall, would they be walnuts? Right. And I'd yes, say yes. That's it. And if I said I had some nuts on your chin, would they be chin nuts? I said, hell no, nah, bitch. You'd have a dick in your mouth. <laughs> dick in your mouth. Oh hey. fuck. <laughs> so. That's what I always think of when I see whenever I see Garvin do this pin. But that's neither here nor there. Let's keep. I was a white kid that went to college in the nineties. Of course, I understand the chronic. Yeah. Good for you, bitch. 
Um, so real quick, after that match, we do get Jim and Ron Garvin, and Garvin basically tells Sullivan to keep his name out of his mouth, and there's not much in, much else to it. Uh, Shane Douglas then comes out, and Douglas defeats George South with a sleeper. I wanted to make a point. At the match start, JR mentions that Douglas is 19 to 20 Uh-oh. years old. We got our late show blowjob alert coming on. Over Harper's headset, yeah. Um, JR mentions that Douglas is 19 to 20 years old here. That's not technically true. JR is off by about three or four years. Douglas is 23 right here. Uh, he was born November of uh, 64, so he's 23 at this point, not 19 or 20, uh, as JR said. Not that it's a big difference, but just pointed that out. And then, with that said, Doc, do you have anything before I go to Shane's rather quick promo at the end of the episode? I just saw Shane putting him to sleep with the sleeper, and I was just hoping that in a couple of sweet short weeks down in New Orleans, Louisiana, you meet the same fate. Let's go to Douglas now. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's great to be back in the National Wrestling Alliance because this is the proving grounds of professional wrestling. And what I want to say is there's a lot of young talent here. I mean, like Sting... Lex Luger, Barry Wynn, and they're all talking about shooting straight to the top. And that's true. Those are the best there is. But why not Shane Douglas? I'd like a shot at that title as well. It would be a good feeling to be the youngest world champion ever. I'd like it. Thank you very much. We'll see you next week on World Championship See, so, if you knew how, so if you knew how to cut a promo, you'd have said, and Shane Douglas puts him to sleep, but that's okay. He's been putting people to sleep in wrestling rings for years. So um, that's nice. I'm a big franchise fan. Harper, hit the music. Do you remember my name? As I flow oh. through your life. Yeah. A thousand warriors I have known. Do you Doc, remember? Doc, you've been listening to JR's show recently. Have you heard JR tell the Jim Barnett, Shane Douglas story? Yeah, that he went around. They, they <laughs> told Barnett he had a horse cock. <laughs> JR. So Barnett. Liked Douglas because you know blonde hair, blue eyes, young. And dude, kid. he and there's no kid mistaken here. This is the epitome, in visual form, of a white meat baby face. Yes. Yeah. And so, so Barnett's like, "Oh, Jr., tell me about Douglas." And Jr.'s like ribs Jim Barnett and goes, "Oh my God, Jimmy's he's hung like a horse." He goes, "Oh my boy." <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I gotta say, it's kind of entertaining when JR says that. It's just but I wanted to mention that. So JR playing a rib on Jim Barnett talking about he's hung like a horse and Barnett getting all aroused. Mm, the franchise. Alright, all right, Doc, we've been going a long time. That was how the show closed out. They they literally go from that until the closing credits. So um this this thing basically ends up like this. Um, I know you got to get going, so I need you to rate it and give me your Rolex. I already know. Oh, I can Rolex do all of be. that. It was a 91 minute episode, so F minus. Yeah. yeah right. When does Brave season start? Are they in spring training yet? Jeez. It's in February, right? Yeah, we still got a couple of months. No, this was this was a decent episode. Um, I, there's lots of different stuff, and once again, as always. When the three of us get together and start chopping it up, I start enjoying it even more. Um, there's some there's some good stuff here, some stuff I missed, but uh, that that we all picked up like Randy Hogan. I'm gonna say A minus. Oh wow! What you got, Harper? 
a B minus. Jesus Christ, who hates I, wrestling? I mean, I'm just saying it was uh, it was all right. You had the Rick promo and and staying. Doc, what you got? I mean, what? Well, uh, well, you said it. You said, what'd you say, Doc? Who, who's drunk now, asshole? No, I mean, oh. you said A minus. Harper said B minus, right? Yeah. What'd you say? I'm what's gonna have to go with A. I I thought this episode yeah. was good. I mean, Harper's drunk now. What's wrong yeah. with everybody being drunk? And I'm yeah. gonna give Rick. I'm gonna give Rick the Rolex, and I don't think it's in question. But Harper, who are you giving mm-hmm. yours to? It's gotta be Rick. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Doc, what our stand, our stand shoulder. Boy, that felt like there was three years ago. We gone so long tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, Doc, who are you giving yours to? Man, I would have said in the first two or three minutes it'd be hard to for somebody to wrestle it away from Stan Lane, but boy, Rick did it. Rick gets the Rolex. The master is still the master. The student is still the student. I was running on the treadmill when Stan Lane started his nonsense, and I was in the first couple of minutes because it was in the first couple of minutes of the show, so I was running hard still, getting after it. I damn near fell off laughing at that motherfucker, but <laughs> but it's got to be Rick because Rick Rick started talking about flagships and and just I am I, the paying God's almighty price, Jesus Christ! I am Amen. the flagship. Amen. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. So, Doc, you got anything else? Well, I just want to say, I think that, it, will it be just before the X-rated show when this comes out, or will it be? Ha, will it have already happened? Have we no, been I pimping pl- a show? I plugged X-rated because this is going to drop on the 13th, uh, and X-rated is on June 22nd. So y'all need to take y'all's asses down to New Orleans and meet the menace and just really, what menace... What the menace really likes more than anybody else, anything else, is for people to really just talk to him a lot. He really enjoys engaging in in-depth conversations. doesn't matter the topic. It really doesn't. He just loves to talk. And really, more than that, he loves to listen. So if you get get down there, (laughs) no, just really make sure that you get to spend some real time quality time and and if he starts to start looking around or trying to step away just remind him that you're a patron and you paid for the privilege that's right you're trying to be funny but i'll be fine my wife is the one who's gonna sasha's the one who's gonna be like yeah she's gonna be nervous around all those white people anyway that's nice doc yeah she's gonna hate it she hates wrestling she hates you She's not going to like well, her see, listeners. I'm figuring like um, t- Tim Maselli, and I said that like that on purpose because Harper can never say his name. <laughs> Tim Morecci, uh, I think he's bringing his 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 woman down. So it's going to be well, more than one. So I'm sure, you know, maybe they'll strike up a conversation. Y'all going to have a little after-party mixed tag action? Or... Oh, come no, on, no, man. Come on, bro. I mean, seriously. That's nice. It really. Are you going to get in the ring and run the ropes for the people? Harper's the one who's going to be in, in high demand, man. I'm just a I'm just an outlaw mud show idiot, man. Harper's going to be the one everybody's going to want to take a picture with, and, and you need I'm to get you, you got a off. you got a heavy heavy uh, inventory of those shirts. Yeah, I got a whole box of them. There you go, pal. You can sign them for people. How stupid is that? Let me sign a shirt. Yeah, I know. Huh? I've always wondered that. I was like, well, so what are you going to wear this with my signature? I was like, what are you fucking ten years old? 
Some people do that, Hopper. Why are you making fun of them? I'm just charge, saying. The charge them fucking... extra, man. The rock and roll once sold a ripped up bed sheet, bed man. Sheet. Come on. <laughs> Sons of bitches cut up a flat sheet and sold those as bandanas. Make money, uh, money, make money, money, make. All right, Doc. Anything else before we get out of here? No, go out and see the the BTT boys uh, minus the superstar uh, down at X-Rated, man. Yeah. Yep. Do that. We'll have a lot of fun. It's a, from the time this drops, it's a week and two days away. But come out to X Rated in New Orleans. Go to WildcatSports.com for more info or Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook for the address and everything. It's at the Shamrock Bar in New Orleans, though, Saturday night, June 22nd. You get there early. Yes, yeah, 7 p.m. bell time. You'll get there early, early because of the parking situation at that place. Yeah. Remember. Uh, if you want more content and you enjoy us and you want to keep and you know help support this show, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt is a great way to do so. You get tons of Patreon shows. or And also you can support us by going to tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. Uh, give that link to the wives and girlfriends and everyone in your family and tell them to save it and use it every time they shop on Amazon. It's really not that hard. You don't have to spend anything extra. The show just gets it. Just get some support in return. So, all right, Hopper. I don't have anything else, man. If you want to hit the tagline, get us out of here, bud. Fuck it, bitch. before we get out of here i want to say a special shout out to all of the patrons out there thank you for your patronage we appreciate it thank you for everyone who's bumped up to the five dollar tier recently to get not only the jim crockett promotions pay-per-views that we've posted uh so far we've only gotten to the bunkhouse stampede but also the extra shows or the request shows that we get for our seven dollar tier and above you actually you know you get them on the five dollar tier as well so uh we dropped a bunch of stuff whether it's awa ecw we got the new ecw show with mike pru and jv so hopefully you're enjoying that as they do their watch along ccw uh thank you mark for the continental recommendation recently that we've done jesse we did your awa show so all of those are available on the five dollar tier so thank you very much and then a special shout out before i get out of here to the hall of fame patrons out there bunch of new ones recently so thank you robbie dyson rick Beebe, brad dunifin uh tom schlegel coach joey chase aka willie chase steve mall Laron brown kenny byersdorf glenn abbott at ga wrestle nut bobby murray marlon Mueller at half points point josh warren everett star 
Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie. You three guys are our super-duper Hall of Famers and our big-time Patreon supporters, so thank you very much. Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean, at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Marecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, R.E. Miller 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Codeman 822, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, and Godbull Unreal. Thank you for being Hall of Fame patrons. Really appreciate your support. And like I said, check out the new show that's dropping every two weeks, which is with Mike Pru and JV. They've joined the BTT community, and they're doing a show on ECW, and they're doing a watch-along format, and they're trying to play some audio in the background, so hopefully you're enjoying it. Send the feedback to them as well. Uh, they, they give their, like, twitter and everything and also the twitter is on it's on the 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 post that i have on patreon so uh, hopefully you're enjoying it it's a good little show and they are enjoying going through the bad parts of ecw in that very beginning so check them out and then you can also check out their episodes called the bottom line wrestling cast uh that that both of them are doing where they are covering the you know wwe career stone cold steve austin month by month on a weekly basis so make sure you check them out there uh send them their feedback if you want to send them feedback on the um whether it's the bottom line cast or the ecw show just send it to at bottom line cast on twitter um they're also on twitter at uh, ecw extreme live cast i can't remember the exact ad at this moment but check it out and hopefully you guys are enjoying all of that patreon content um we really did have a great month in may May was a, a fantastic month. I want to say there was, uh, off the top of my head, like 11 or 12 Patreon episodes. So thank you very much. And that doesn't include the video reviews. That's just the audio stuff that we dropped. Uh, it was a lot more with the video stuff. Now, I know the video stuff is duplicates of the audio, but at least you get the video too and the visual of it. Anyway, this is Mike. And for Doc and Harper who are not here and already said goodbye, I just wanted to say thank you to all the patrons and the Hall of Fame patrons. You guys have a great night and book it, bitch. <laughs>